From the headquarters of Team Cowboy, coming to you all the way from Anderson, South Carolina, this is the Finance Cowboy Show, where we're going to teach you how you can create your dream life through the greatest asset in the world, real estate. I'm your host, Jaron Sustar, and I went from having zero properties in 2018 to a portfolio of over $5 million worth of real estate by 2021. And I am excited to be able to teach you all the lessons, tips, and tricks that I have learned throughout my journey, while also introducing you to some of the greatest real estate minds in this entire world. So without further ado, let's get this party started. Hey guys and gals, welcome to the show today where I'm going to break down, do banks really require a seasoning period for your refinances? Before we jump in, if you haven't yet joined my Rental Academy and you want to get it at a 25% discount before we go up in price in 2024, then go down in the show notes, click the link, set up time to chat with Ryan Burnham on my team. Make sure you get in before we increase the price in 2024 and you're even getting it at a discount at today's price here in 2023. Also, if you haven't joined my free Burr Investing Facebook group, we've put a link for it as well in the show notes. You need to join it, meet a lot of people there, and make a lot of connections to help you scale in your real estate portfolio. One of the big questions that I get is, how long is the seasoning period for a refinance? So let me scoot back a little bit and break down what that means. So when we're executing the Burr method, we're buying a property distressed and undervalued, usually on the front end, using somebody else's money or a non-traditional bank finance. So you may use private money, which comes from somebody in your network. You may use hard money. You may use your own cash. You may use a HELOC, or you may use a combination of any and all of those. So we're going to buy the property on the front end. Then we're going to rehab it, get it rented out. But now we want to go to a bank and refinance it, get a new loan and pay back the money that we use to buy and rehab the property. Because a lot of times the money that we use to buy and rehab the property is higher interest because it's what's known as a bridge loan. We want to get that paid off and we want to refinance into a long-term stable loan with a bank. You buy the property under value, you get it fixed up, and then the bank will usually do an appraisal and they'll write you a check for 75 to 80% of the appraised value. So you bought it undervalued, distressed, you've made it more valuable, it's worth more. So now the bank's going to write you a check for 80% of that new value and you can take it and pay off the loan or loans that you use to buy the property. But there is what is called a seasoning period to be able to do a refinance after you purchase a property initially. And so I want to break down exactly for you guys what that looks like for each type of loan, because you'll hear these blanket statements that, oh, you have to wait three months, have to wait six months, have to wait a year. None of those are exactly right. It totally depends on the type of bank and the type of lender that you are working with own the refinance on the back end. So I'm going to lay out a couple of the different lenders that you may use on a refinance and what that quote unquote seasoning period is, which is just how long you have to wait after you buy the property till you refinance is for each of those lenders. So I tend to work with a lot of small local banks. So that is people like in the towns that I'm investing in, these banks pretty much just exist in those towns, maybe in a couple of different towns around them, but they're really specific to one particular geographical region and they don't lend or do any banking elsewhere. I really love working with these banks because they kind of play by their own rules. They choose, you know, the type of products that they want to send out. They can choose seasoning periods. They choose where down payments need or have to come from. Like they literally set their own guidelines because they're not falling underneath Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac guidelines when they're doing loans to investors under what they call commercial or portfolio loans. And so it's literally just loans that they give to investors to buy properties, but then they keep these loans in-house in their portfolio. 
And so when you're working with these small local banks, they literally can decide what they want to do. My personal experience with working with small local banks is there is not a set seasoning period. So you can go buy a property using the burn method, using somebody else's money, get it fixed up within a month and go do a refinance with the bank in that month period. And that's okay. They're not going to make that property season for three, six, 12 months before they'll allow you to do a refinance. So a lot of the banks that I work with will actually start the refinance process when I'm on the tail end of my renovations. So they don't even make me wait until I finish renovations or until I get a tenant in place. They know what that after repair value is going to be by the work that I've already completed combined with what other comparable homes are selling for in the area. And then they'll go ahead and start that process. And so I can get those as quick as possible. Now, I will say if you're working with a small local bank, and let's say you buy the property through a small local bank on the front end. So you, you're not necessarily doing the burst strategy. You just bought a property 20% down as a rental and you bought it through a small local bank. They're not going to allow you to refinance out of that loan that you currently have with them into a new loan. Or let's say you do a burr and you refinance into a bank loan and then rates drop and you want to refinance again, they're usually not going to let you refinance again for another six months. So to clarify, they'll let you refinance usually as fast as possible coming out of cash or hard money or private money into that initial loan with them. But if you try to refinance another loan with them, there's usually going to be a seasoning period of six months. So that's what the small local bank world looks like. So then when you mess with DSCR, which is just debt service coverage ratio, specific lenders, I'm thinking the Lima 1K, capitals, the investor property loans, folks like this who specifically are DSCR lenders, they're usually going to have a three to six month seasoning period. And the reason why is to avoid any mortgage fraud. And so you go through the bird process, buy it in cash, hard money, private money on the front end, rehab it, go to refinance with a DSCR lender on the back end. Most of them are going to want you to have held that property for at least three months from the date of purchase to when they'll start the refinance property. Some of them are six months. It's totally going to depend on that particular lender. I was negotiating with one the other day through email and they had a three month seasoning period. Now I will say with these DSCR lenders, one of the things that I see often is there is a prepayment penalty or there could be a uh, refinance penalty to where if you pay off this loan earlier than five years, then you're getting penalized. So if you pay it off in year one of the loan, you're getting charged 5%, two, year two, 4%, year three, 3%, year four, 2%. And if you pay it off early in year five, you get in charge 1% of the balance as a penalty. Now, that's not exact across the board, but it is something that you will see with these DSCR lenders. But the benefit to them is not all of them uh, require a huge credit score, very good credit score. And then they also are going to take into account how the property is going to perform more so than your personal finances and assets. So it'll allow you guys who may have got hit with your credit for whatever reason in the past, or you don't have that work experience that you need to be able to work with lenders to refi on the back end if you decide to do the burst strategy. Then the last type of lender I'll talk about is your Fannie Mae Freddie Mac. So when I say Fannie Mae Freddie Mac, these are government-backed mortgages. This is what pretty much everybody who buys a, like the personal home and it's a conventional loan, that loan no matter who they originate that loan through is getting sold to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Let's say you acquire property through a conventional loan and you want to go and refinance. Usually they are going to want you to wait 12 months. They want a 12 month seasoning period until they're going to allow you to refinance out of that first loan into a new loan. 
And so we've talked about the small local banks, we've talked about the DSCR, and we've talked about conventional loans. So which one's the best to use? Well, I don't think that's a blanket answer. I can't give an answer because your situation may be different than mine. But I think it's good to be equipped with that to know if you're working a deal with hard money that you're trying to get turned around very quickly and refinanced out as fast as possible, you're going to want to shop lenders who can do that for you. Because obviously when we're using private hard money on the front end to purchase deals, there's a holding cost that is associated. So the longer we have the bridge funding out and the longer it takes to refinance into a long-term stable loan, the more expensive our debt is. And so I always say, start with the small local banks. They play by their own rules. They're fantastic. And they usually are looking for investors to partner with. Then move to the DSCR loans. And then if you want to use a conventional loan, buy under your personal name, that's fine because you're probably going to get better terms. But just understand you can't refinance for some time and it's going to affect your debt to income ratio as well. Whereas buying through commercial and portfolio loans and DESCR loans will not affect your personal debt to income ratio. So hope this was helpful, guys. It's a question I get often. I wanted to set the record straight so you guys know what are these seasoning periods? What's the truth behind them? How long do you actually have to wait? And so hopefully that's clear in your mind now. And you can go out and execute these deals knowing what you have to work with. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you would, it would mean the world to me if you would take literally two seconds, go down and leave a five-star review on this podcast. It helps us get the message out to more people. And it makes me feel good because it means that you're actually learning something from the stuff that I'm teaching. So thanks for hanging out, guys. I'll see you next time.